in this bitch. What's up? Oh man, let's. Oh, there we go. There's our. There's our banner. We did it, Jansen. Why though? Why did we do that? What stupid background should I have for this? You know what? I actually do need a minute. R- really? Right when I hit record and start going live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. All right, you fuck off. I'm going to start the show on my own, I guess. Uh, I'll be right back. He's Jensen Carlin, and he's fucking off. Fucking off. All right. I'm the professional half. Why did he leave right when we started recording? Come on. This is so unprofessional. Anyway, welcome to LIW Anthology Series Review, episode 66. This is room 104-210, Artificial. I do have to play our government-mandated intro, though, so I guess he's got time. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the weekly podcast sanctioned by the government of Wonderland. Swear words of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the podcast. All other swear words are restricted. Wonderland officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the podcast and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for one continuous hour. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the podcast concludes. Blessed be our Wonderland leaders in America, a nation reborn. LIW Anthology Series Review is now in effect. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW Anthology Series Review, episode 66. Room 104210, Artificial. It's my first time watching this show. I've known about it since it came on the air. It's a show that they lease out to HBO. And I, going off this one episode, I don't know why it's been around for four years. Uh, I think it's, 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 the series has been canceled since then. But why the holy hell is this show in existence is beyond me, if they're all like this. Maybe this is just the worst episode, but also... That's a 7.2 in IMDb, so not a bad score. But, yeah, we, we watched this. It's only 27 minutes long. It felt longer than the Amazing Stories episode we did last week that was an hour long. I don't. It's literally the background that you're seeing there on the, on the live stream. It's just two people sitting there talking about robots and nonsense. I'm just filling time till Jansen gets back, so I'll air my grievances. Uh, room 104... I decided to just choose a bunch of shows that were kind of still in the air or more recent. Uh, that's why I did Amazing Stories 2020. That's why I did American Horror Stories. That's why I chose this. Uh, we're doing Creep Show next week. We're doing after that. I chose Lee Martin's The Midnight Hour because it just looks awful. And somehow that show was around for seven years. But yeah, I chose this because it was modern. I wanted to get some modern shows because The Wheel doesn't like to pick that. It likes to pick... Alcoa Goodyear Theater from 1947 or whatever. It likes the old shows that we have to suffer through. So I wanted a modern show. And I paid the price dearly because it turns out modern anthology shows are not all great. Are any of them great? Just just Creep Show and Inside Number 9? Is that it? I don't like Black Mirror. The new Twilight Zone series sucks for the most part. Is there anything of value? 
people love Black Mirror. I don't get it. I just, because episodes like this where it's just like a downer and you don't get anything out of it. I don't feel like I watched anything. I felt like I, two people just sat there. I felt like I was at the dentist office. It was I, like a bullshit TED talk for 35 minutes. Didn't you feel like that you were just watching someone have a conversation at the dentist office? Like you're yeah. just office, like, you're just sitting there. I was listening to a computer have a conversation with an idiot. I remember this thing when I was a kid, when computers first came out, and, mm. you know, newer computers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, let's back up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When computers first came out, you're not that old. <laughs> when personal computers came out and people started buying okay. them, and you started gotcha, seeing them in people's houses. One of the first programs that came that we found was Eliza. And it's it's not the first version of that type of thing. There's like Doctor, I forget what it's called, something weird. But you would it's like a virtual therapist, and you would just say random shit, and it would just auto generate a response. And we had yeah. so much fun with it, and that's what it felt like. Just that felt like it's like, watched it's the like visual... Alexa, but it's like Alexa, but less knowledgeable and more cunty. Yeah, it's always <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've ever said. Right, but it kind of reminded me of that. We're yeah, just watching. It was, it, was, have... it was a big pile of dog shit. You are the most negative person on here. <laughs> I what, dude? What do you want from me? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull punches. Like, I know what's good and what's not good. Just like anybody else who's on here. Like, I can. I can make adjustments and like see the value in things. But that that was dog shit. Like that was like an attempt at Black Mirror, but without the funding and without the writing. And let's speaking of the writing, let's talk about that. Okay. Um, I mentioned as we started watching it, this is a Duplass Brothers uh, project. And you said, who's that? I didn't realize the first thing we saw on Room 104 credits was Duplass Brothers. I was like, oh, okay. Right. They're aware. Okay. So this is, you're going to recognize it. Let me just say this episode stars Katie Asselton, mm-hmm. who is on The League. Yeah. I as, like her. As she's funny on The League. I don't think she's what's, anything. What's her name? This. Jenny? Yeah, I think so, Jenny. Uh, but she's married to, to Kevin, played by uh, Steve Renazizi. Um, I haven't watched that show. Their so friend on the league is one of the Duplass brothers. You'll see him. Oh, as, really? You'll see him after this. This is Jay Duplass. This is one of the brothers. Uh, and then Mark Duplass is the brother on the show. Ah, uh, okay. So that's Katie, the actress in this episode. This is her real-life husband. Interesting. He's in this awesome movie called Creep and Safety Not Guaranteed. Okay. I like him as an actor. Yeah, his writing. I, I enjoy. I enjoy him in in you know in the league, but yeah, his brother too. He's in some good stuff. But sure. Mark's writing so far, what I've seen. What eh. What else has he done that he's written that you've watched? Oh God. Okay. Uh, this episode, uh, okay. I watched the creep. I've watched uh, Jeff who lives so at he... home. Isn't that the one with? Uh... What's his bucket, Paul Rudd? No, no, that's uh, Jason Siegel and Ed Helms. Oh, and it's a super hipster movie. So might as well be Paul Rudd in there because they all do that shit together. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen a couple other things here and there, but I've seen Creep, yeah. which I do like. I like Siegel, and I like yeah. I haven't seen Cyrus. Uh, was it Dick who was trying to tell us to watch that? I don't remember, but maybe I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I like his acting. Just fine. Uh, writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this episode, if this is an example of his writing, I oh, man. Because this is just like right in the beginning intro. He walks into the room and she's going, hello, I am 
yeah. the sex bot number three, four. You know, she's talking like that, <laughs> and it's he's a reporter. And he's there to write a story on how there's robots coming to take over the world, and that's the setup of the episode. And I was like, okay, he's gonna be the robot. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it'd be dumb where she's also the robot, but yeah. uh, you know, I kind of had that thought at some point. But then I also said if it ends with men in white lab coats come in and take her, I was pissed. And then that's what fucking happened. Everything I said, everything we predicted happened. Oh, man. I was so happy when that happened. I was like, oh, no. He called it. So dumb. I just feel like this has been done before. This is a this is a story that we've seen before. Like, this has to be in Twilight Zone somewhere, right? Not necessarily maybe this exact thing, but like... Probably the same I- ideas um, are, are are elements of an episode, right? I mean, it's kind maybe of, not Twilight Zone, but it's something similar. It's definitely along the lines of the Philip K. Dick stuff, where he loves the robots, like uh, Blade Runner, yeah. stuff like that. Where it's uh, you're supposed to hold get the whole time you're supposed to be guessing is Decker the is he a robot? We don't really right. know. Is he a replicant? We don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. This did feel like a really shitty, in which I already think Black Mirror shitty. So this is a very shitty episode of Black yeah. Mirror. Well, and that's the problem with Black Mirror is, I mean, it's it's kind of like any other anthology show where some episodes are just hit or miss. Like, there's some episodes of Black Mirror where like, oh, damn, this is the shit. Like, I can't believe they thought of this and wrote this. And then there's other ones where I'm like, this is a fucking flop. And this is absolutely a fucking flop. And I think that's the situation with this show. Because I, I, there's some episodes that looked interesting, but I just chose this one because I was like, oh, robots. Okay. See robots. what they do with that. We haven't done a robot episode on this show. That's why I chose it. I haven't done robot anything in quite some time. It turns out we haven't done a robot episode still. Because it yeah. wasn't really about robots. It was about hybrids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, I mean, and then it's just shows you how low budget it is too when they they don't even show you anything like no. it's just a conversation the entire episode is a conversation and that's so fucking boring like you're writing if if, if an entire episode of something or or, or a long period of a uh, feature is going to be talking that dialogue better be fucking top tier to keep that audience engaged and this dialogue was boring as all fuck there so. were there were peaks in the dialogue like there were sure yeah the problem is the previous eight minutes yeah went on too long it like it like wakes you up a little bit yeah uh, when she uh, started talking like this is how they take over you don't believe me and we take over because i just look like another person to you and then we take over and and that that caught me and i was like oh something's going on yeah yeah, I would equate it to like music, right? There's a few crescendos throughout the episode where stuff gets heightened and you're like, oh, I'm paying attention now. Yeah. But if if the rest of the piece isn't interesting, then why am I listening to it, right? You got to lead me there in a way that makes me want to be interested in that crescendo. And I could just not give a shit. I feel like the AC in here turned off. Oh, <laughs> like no. Sweating like crazy. I keep the hat, bro. Are you wearing socks right now? That, no, that does no. me in. I don't wear socks. Okay. Since I got back from Hawaii, too, I, I've though. worn my shoes and socks like four or five times. Right. I refuse. Yeah. When we go back to the office, life's going to end. Yeah. It's not going to be fun. Anyways. Yeah. It's uh, but, but I know what you're saying with the, the long dialogue. 
and it's part of that is based on the premise of the show alone because every it's called Room 104. 104. <laughs> I, yeah. forgot. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> what room number because it doesn't matter because they because because it doesn't matter because they didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, in we do another show on this on the show called uh, Inside Number Nine, and every episode is based on a, a place, any place in the world, but the, it's number nine. Like it's this house is number number nine. This house, yeah. this apartment's number nine. It keeps it really vague, fun, so they, so they can go a wherever. Play on words type of deal, right? Gives it some interest. Yeah, but this one is all in this exact hotel room. It's all about mm-hmm. the stories told in this hotel room, and they're all different. Like there's comedy ones, there's horror ones. Oh, interesting. Okay, see, I didn't grasp that concept. Yeah, well, Obviously, we only watched one first. Yeah, yeah. But the problem with that is it really limits your locations. Clearly, because mm-hmm. the premise of the show is one location. But if you don't have people coming in and out like a sitcom, like the guy comes in, like, where's the fucking avocados? Like some, you know, some sort of funny guy or, or Jerry, where are you? You know, they're not going to leave. So it all boils down to the dialogue. And if the dialogue's well, dr- droll, you, the episode's it, a bore. That makes me mad, too, because it's like if you if you are deciding to make a show with the premise of being one room, that means that you all of your effort should go into writing and becoming creative for what you can do within that one room. Right. I didn't see any creativity in this, right there. It it really is just a conversation. The very end. Yeah. And they expect that ending to hold up a lot of weight of the previous 27 minutes you watched. It, It might have had there been any other like little like peeks into that world. Right. Yeah. But since there wasn't, it, it just falls flat for me. Yeah. It's I, I the behind the scenes of the show are actually more. They're, they're better than the actual episode we watch because basically Mark and Jay own this show. They lease it to HBO. They say, here, you could throw this on your show. You basically rent an episode and throw it on the air. And so, but at the end of the day, they still own it, which is genius. Like, because they get to hold everything. They hold all the cards. You're muted. <laughs> My mouse is going... I, I, I need to get a new mouse. It, like, does this double-click thing whenever I click it once now. Sorry. Anyways, that's interesting, though. Canned air. Um, huh? Just get some canned air. So can, I, no, it's like I've clicked it too many times, and it's, like, starting to... Oh, it's got the... Even though it's plastic, it has those black grooves, one to the white... Sort of Maybe, thing. I don't know. It's it's like a really expensive, like nice mouse. I can't even show my mouse because you you bound the back of my cable, so I can't <laughs> so even show sorry, you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Isn't it so nice and organized, though? It, it sure was. It sure, it sure was. was. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I find that more interesting than the actual episode. It's hundred percent. I mean, who else has a deal like that? You know what I mean? They, like. First that's of all, of. that and that's why it's so low budget. Which I don't mind the low budget factor of that. I just Me want either. a well written episode, and well, this this wasn't poorly I'm, written. It was just kind of too long for the premise. Yeah, and I, like I said before, like it just goes back to my previous thought. Like I'm all for low budget, but if you can't back it up with something compelling, what's the point? At this point, you're doing a skit, and it should be on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be on a major network. 
So it makes me wonder how good the other episodes are. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with anything anthology, there's got to be some bangers in there, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully, I'm hopeful for sure. But this one was not it. No. Like, don't get me wrong. They made something. At the end of the day, I've come back to this topic a ton of times. You know, it's insane to get something made, and they did it, and I commend them for that. But in all reality, what they made wasn't worth the paper it was printed on. So. No, they made four seasons of a show, and kudos to them because as mu- as limiting as their premise of the show is, which is one room, all these stories told in the same room, that's cool. Mm-hmm. The creativity comes in when anything could happen in that room. So you get like there's an animated episode, there's like like fucking monster episodes, and there's comedy episodes, and there's dramas, and there's you know they can do anything. So it's so it's like community inside one room. Yeah, they, <laughs> but they can just any anything do they want to do, they, they can do that as long as it takes place so in this room. Where does this episode fall in the um, timeline? As far as like, is this season one, two, three, four? This is episode two ten. So it's episode so about two, halfway. 10. Okay. End of season two. Got you. Um, I'm not sure how many were there were per year. Let's look it up because it was from 2017. 40 minute episodes, maybe like 15 episodes a season. There was 12 the first. Um, no, no. 12 the first. 12 the second. I'm guessing there's 12 every year. 12 every year. So yeah, towards the end of season two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'd be happy to watch some other ones. Um, just because I, I think it has potential well i mean look at some of these images like those look interesting like just the variety because you got people hugging you got an animated one you got dancing Mm -hmm. you got some like Like what's happening there i don't know that looks interesting the last man there's no dice there's foam party well and you can see it too in the ratings of each episode they're so skewed like yeah 6.0 is about the average but you can see it goes from like seven 7.1 7.3 down yeah. to 4.1. <laughs> like, that's a pretty wide range. Is so, that Luke Wilson? I think so. The plot. We should have done that one. Damn, dude. Why do you pick the garbage episode? I just picked a random one. <laughs> I was like, I was literally like, oh, robot. We have not done a robot episode in the show. <laughs> that's it. There's a reason we don't do robot episodes. When was the last time you did a robot episode of anything? You're like, man, this was really good. <laughs> But here's what makes it cool. Look, look where these two guys here are sitting. The exact yeah. same table and the exact same set. And it's got sure. completely different, like, documentary uh, mafia stuff, it looks mm. like. But it's all in the exact same room, which is kind of cool. And then they're at the same table there just at night, and there's a podcast going on. Well, uh, and I'm also wondering, too, I know this is written by these brothers, but I'm wondering how much of every episode is written by them, too. Because it seems like... It was almost like a, a playground for writers, right? Yeah. Hey, we have this set going on. Come in, write an episode. We'll, you know, fill it in and, and review it and get it made. Because that's what it seems like to me. So I'm wondering if there's a lot of tertiary writers on these. I'm sure they have a writer's room, definitely. But I'm curious if they've all, if they're all written. Yeah. So we got like an, you know, extra writer coming Miguel in. Miguel Arterta. Yeah. So, and he's, he's showing as the front runner for that. So. Well, that's seems same, like these guys are just credits. like backing. So yeah, they're the main writers on the show, but right, definitely got some. Uh, you know, right, I, I have a feeling that there's some like general motif and general like yeah. idea that they're having, right? But 
they're letting these people come in and have a playground. Well, it looks like they wrote the episodes. They just get ideas and stuff with the writer's room. But yeah, it's I, I find that more fascinating than anything we watched today. I love that. Yeah, that 100%. Because that's not that much different from you know what everyone on YouTube is doing, just creating their own stuff. And they they just are fortunate enough to have the name and the, the clout to pitch the HBO and actually right. have them put it in the air. Right. Which is awesome. And the budget. So yeah, that definitely kudos to them helps. for that. No, I mean, but there's been some success stories out of YouTube like that, too. I mean, YouTube and other types of platforms, but it's very interesting for sure. Um, that, like you said, that is the most interesting piece about all this today is is the backside. I thought that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm looking, right. I'm looking on here just to see if there's anything else on as far as plot, because it really is just a conversation. She tries to convince him she's a robot. Um, tries to get a she gets an extension cord in a, <laughs> a heavy duty outdoor extension cord into her veg. Well, she's like, and then, it's in the place between my below where a woman calls her vagina and above the anus. I believe it's called the taint. And she lays yeah. back, makes him do it. She pretends to get electrocuted. I think they were just like, hey, how do we work taint into this story? Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a, when I did the Dick Taylor the other live show, and I was like, you got to work the word dildo into the rest of the account. Oh, yeah. He answered the phone on <laughs> the show. Phone call. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it has to be a dildo. We're going to go. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah. It's, it's almost like uh, the parody of, um, I think South Park did a parody of like how Family Guy writes their episodes. Yeah. The, and they the, were just the, like. The, throw shit out there and then like make an episode out of it. It was <laughs> like, the, it's gotta be like that. the dolphin in the tank would pick balls. Yes. That, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That was a good episode. I'm amazed. I remember that. Cause so many of those episodes, I just like go right through me. I know me too. I, I honest, I don't watch it regularly, but there's some things that stand out. Yeah. It's a good show. It's way better than family guy, but yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the, the freedom of the writing is more intentional, right? It's we're here to fuck shit up and we don't care who we piss off. So those guys actually remind me a lot of the Duplass brothers. Yeah. They just like a lot of their stuff. They just make on their own and they say, all right, who wants this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, and they're not afraid to like dive into other mediums too, right? Like movies, video games, all that kinds of shit. Like book of Mormon is the funniest thing I've ever seen in person. Really? I haven't. It's amazing. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you got to go see it live. They do it at the uh, ASU, or the at least they're supposed to, the damage, yeah, but I don't know if they actually are oh. anymore. Who knows? COVID, right? Yeah, it was scheduled, and then COVID happened, so I don't know. I didn't follow up after that. What a crock of shit. But definitely Just check kidding. it out. When I saw it in Chicago, there's a giant, it was like limited seats, you know, and I got the back, mm-hmm. and there's a giant pillar oh, right no. through my fucking seat, and I'm like... I'm like leaning over and I, I hear someone on stage, like they're all having a song and then you hear like, like harps and it's like, hi, I'm Jesus. And I'm like, who's talking? And I had to lean on like a neighbor's lap and be like, oh, it's Jesus on stage. I had no idea. He got lowered down. Apparently I couldn't see him. What shitty luck is that? That's hilarious. Uh, That's a way better show than this episode. Last time I was at Gamage, I saw, um, what did I see? The uh, Phantom of the Opera. I've never been there, so. 
Gamage is pretty cool, but if you sit in the upper balconies, you can't really see like the upper portions of the stage. Um, so there's like this balcony or not balcony, but like um, it's supposed to be like catwalk scene in Phantom of the Opera, and yeah. you can't see shit because you're too high up, and they're too high up. So they're like underneath the roof that's on the stage and you can't see anything seems but. like a severe design flaw for a theater it is and it isn't because i mean typically most shows don't have something like that i would say um and i think the real appeal to the gamage auditorium is that the rotunda the the, the rotating floor um which they do a quite a bit of interesting stuff with that for sure anyways sorry for my tangent it's I fine. don't really have much more to say about this episode, though, unfortunately. So, <laughs> well, it's just like the laziest turnaround because she's she's doing a you know this is what's going to happen with the Terminator takeover. She even references the movie. Yeah, and he's like the motion picture. Yeah, he's like oh, I just don't believe your yes, story. He goes, I've seen it. She goes and grabs a knife, sets it down. He's like, when you stab a robot through the hands, they don't feel it, and you can separate it enough to see the gears and stuff, which we never fucking see. No, he's like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. And he stands up, and she's. Dabs a knife in his hand. He sits there and ah, yeah, like three seconds, three or four seconds later, he's like, yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to feel pain. Ah, yeah. And and then she like does the thing, and you're waiting to see those little computer stuff. And no, it's just like black no, goo. Like we don't have the budget. Like for they that. melted a candle over the table and called it right. oil. I don't know. And then he's just. It, it looks like the worst makeup effect ever. And he's just like, oh. She's like, you you get it now? He's like, yeah. Foam falls over yeah, dead. Foam coming out of his mouth. The fuck was that? I, I don't know, movie like, is that supposed to be like his processor overloading and overheating because he can't comprehend what just happened? I mean, that happens in like aware. Futurama. It reminded me of that where it's like, I don't think Futurama is serious, so why am I taking this serious when he's foaming at the mouth and falls over dead? Right. And then yeah. the lights go on, and then the. The, the window comes and it reveals it wasn't really there, which confuses me as how it's room 104 then, but um, yeah, the same set, I guess. Yeah. Then a bunch of Swedish I mean, dudes come in or Norwegian dudes. I forget, forget what she said. I mean, I guess it's just got to be a really loose interpretation of what room 104 is, right? Because room 104 can be literally anything in each episode. And in this case, room 104 is some lab experiment room yeah makes me wonder how weird they get with it yeah i'm not against I mean, watching like more I said, episodes I'm, of this. I'm interested it's just uh yeah this should be this this should be a front runner for a few episodes i think for us to pick from yeah next time i'll pick a horror one and then i'll pick a mm-hmm. comedy one i don't basically it's that movie it's not even an original idea because it's that movie uh four rooms yeah <laughs> That Tarantino did a part of, which is half good and half terrible. Yeah, even down to the stabbing of the hand, except that yeah. they lost a, a pinky, right? He cuts off right? a pinky, yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, do <laughs> <laughs> And that part's funny. And, and there was no witch titties. <laughs> oh, the witch one was so bad. Two of those, two of the four of those are awful. The other two are oh, great. Yeah. That, like, that movie's hard to get through, but there is a lot there is a bit of value in it just watch the robert rodriguez and tarantino ones and call it a day because mm-hmm. the the robert rodriguez one with the the where he keeps going what's that smell I keep talking about the smell yeah. that you one makes funny so, I, makes me laugh so hard i bought that and watched that one time 
I've watched it one time, <laughs> and it was when I was first really getting into into Tarantino and like yeah. movies in general. And I haven't watched it since. <laughs> yeah, I only saw it once. Yeah, I don't know if there's any value in rewatching that. To be honest, just half of it. Yeah, no, I did rewatch whereas, it because I wanted to watch that. There's one again. like, there's a bunch of other ones that I'll I'll be happy to rewatch. Um, I just rewatched. No, I didn't rewatch anything, did I? I don't know. I did watch a documentary on Amazon for him, though. That was really good. He's not in it, but it's a bunch of people and actors that have been involved with him talking about the processes, and it's pretty cool. Is it that 20-year thing? I don't know. It was like the first eight or something like that. Oh, yeah, there's that one, too. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I just, I I don't know. I like Tarantino's movies, but I don't really want to watch him. No, well, and that's that's the interesting part is that he's not even in it, and him as an actor, I don't really care for. Like, I like, I think it's fun how he tries to put himself or he puts himself into his into his movies and stuff. And I think his be- best and funniest role yet is it, well, there's two. There's the Pulp Fiction role, oh, um, yeah. where he's is it Jimmy or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and Jimmy, then Jimmy's the, uh, dead in storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't say the word because class four and, and a higher are, are off. Exactly, off guards. we can't do that here. Yeah. Um. And then the other one I really love is the uh, the cameo in Django as the Aussie. I was just gonna like, say that's my least favorite Tarantino role. Really? <laughs> I thought it was so ridiculous. He stands funny. out so bad in that scene. Oh, he does. But I think that's what makes it even better. <laughs> it's just it's so obnoxious, and then he blows up. <laughs> it's yeah. So good. I, I love him in uh from dust to dawn. Yeah, Richard I have. That's Richie. another one I haven't watched in a long time. I think I've seen it maybe like twice, and that was when I was first getting into it. I, I need to rewatch that one. That's I, a good one. Let me let me recite the movie for you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> good shit. Yeah, that movie's one of my favorite movies, though. But all right. Um, it... why does this have a seven point two on IMDb? Is beyond me. I. Well, and that makes me concerned for the other ones that have such a high rating too. I'm like. If this has a 7.2, then what's with the ones that have like a 4 point whatever or a 5 point whatever? Yes, but then you got to realize if this has 251 votes for 7.2, that means there's a lot of idiots watching the show, and therefore they probably missed all the good stuff and the good ones, the actual good ones. So there could be a little bit of flip-flop scores going on. You muted yourself, dude. (laughs) Okay, Frank, you good? Mother cocker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see it is what I said. Um, I definitely want to watch more. Um, me too. I'll, I'll schedule one way down the line. All way right. down the line. Bet. I'm in for it. I want to find a horror one. I, I think it I think it deserves an, a, an attempt to find a redemption episode. Like, There's got to be some good ones in there that we can see. I guess my final notes would be not a badly written episode, just a badly paced script. It needed something else going on. Because it, it needed something else went. going on, and it didn't need to be 35 minutes long. It's 27 minutes long. Whatever it fucking was. It felt like... I, I was mentioning when you were off air there, when you had to irresponsibly leave. I yeah. mentioned that it felt longer than last week's episode of... Amazing Pretty stories, much. which was an hour. Oh, this felt longer. I missed that one, really. This one I'm, was. I'm most upset that I missed Lord of War. I love that movie. You know what? You'll have a chance to talk about it during the uh, 
during the next show. All right. We'll do we'll 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 debrief. But out of ten, I'm gonna give this a five. Mm. I think it's generous. I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah. Well TV show TV episodes you go a little bit higher than normal, like with a movie. You don't really rate it the same because yeah. the budget just, and everything. No, I I don't disagree with that. I'm just thinking like this one felt low effort and I can't argue with that. Poor execution. For me, it was like just a, those couple, like if it was just had a little bit more, a B story going on, an yeah. additional character that came in, that would have changed everything. Well, and it didn't help that it was so goddamn predictable, right? You know, I, granted, it's hard to surprise me anymore with any type of plot that I watch. Like there's very few movies or TV shows that do that anymore, but this one you could see coming like a thousand miles away. You called it within like the first two minutes. I so. called everything. <laughs> right. I called the color of their coats. <laughs> Come on. Well, I, I don't think that one was much of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, but if it was like government guys, it could have been black coat, you know, something. But man, I just, oh. if we are from the SS. You know what was really bad is uh, in a movie I was excited for because as much as I don't like them, I also really like, love the Saw series. I love it because how how stupid it is. Yeah. And have you seen the latest one? I was that's what I was getting to. I watched oh. the new one. Have you seen it yet? No. I won't reveal I won't reveal anything. I'll just say I predicted who the killer was and uh, why he was the killer within the uh, first twenty minutes. That's so and sad. Then I watched it with uh with her and we had to sit there and just wait for it to happen. And then it happened, I was like, Yep. How oh. is this one the worst? It's got That's... Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock. Come on. It's the well, worst I mean, one. We've been going too long. I mean, the, the core movies of this were amazing, right? The, it wasn't so much. Yeah. I mean, in quotes, granted, it, it's the movies themselves are schlock. Don't get me wrong. Like, and they're grotesque and ridiculous. But the underlying story that continues throughout each of them. That's is why I watch amazing. them. That's why 100%. I watch them. It's yeah. I don't. And think I tried. To, I try to tell people that like I've tried to have Kelly watch them, and she won't do it because of the gore. I'm like, I I understand the gore. Like, don't get me wrong. It's it's a bit much, but you know what's the funny? story here is really good. The gore is nothing. Yeah. If you watch the gore, like the movies are known for their torture and gore, and I watch them, and I'm like, but if you watch like um, uh, what's it called? The the Eli Roth movie. The where they. Kidnap people and pay to torture them. What's that movie called? Fuck. Oh, fuck. You know what I'm talking about? Those movies. Those are like they cut an eyeball, yeah. and you see that. That's go- Saw is very tame comparatively. Yeah, I mean, and and Saw is blockbuster gore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a little bit exaggerated. It's you don't see everything it, ev- happen, and you, you can tell that it's not super real. When you but, sit down and watch it, you realize how much is actually like. Uh, it's not visual. They do it in your mind where you the cut out camera cut away to something else and you hear like crunches. Yeah. You don't like, see um, it. I think it's like three or four when he's in the rack, the guy's in the rack and it starts twisting his arms and legs. The country, Iraq. No, no, no. The rack, Iraq. Yeah. Where he's up and he's like, uh, yeah, it starts twisting and everything that, that one got me. But yeah, no, I I know what you mean. It, yeah, it, but it's, truly, truly, the story there and the the thought that went into the writing of that story, and like, 
it's so good. The reason I love it is because the writer is sitting there and you know who the writers of those movies are and a lot of the directing is mm-hmm. um Lee, I forget his last name, Lee Witt, some, I don't forget his last name, but mm-hmm. he's the guy who who's in Sinister. He plays her like her one of her guys, you know. Okay. You know, she has two Have guys with her. Sinister? One's a chubby dude. One's a one's a skinny dude with glasses. It's a skinny dude with glasses. But he wrote a lot of those movies. He's, he's in the first Saw. He's in the first okay. Saw movie as the other guy in the room. Wow, that guy very bright in here. Oh, sin. Okay. The guy who's like the reporter, and he's like, no, he's a terrible actor in that movie. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, wrote yeah. some of them, and but I love how how genius they thought they were being by having that ending being like. And, uh, you will if you do this. You'll get to, like it's it's all Jigsaw saying something through a tape recorder that you hear at the end, and it's like uh-huh. you see the the video playing of the character realizing they should have been warned from the first place, and it's like this is so stupid. That <laughs> but makes they, me sad. But they write it like yeah, it's written mm. like it's genius art, but it's a fucking saw movie, and it's that's what I love movie. about it. Yeah. So, so you're saying this latest one is just a money grab? Then the latest one, I wanted the love. I was very excited, and I I don't know if I've ever said that about a Saw movie. Yeah, but I was watching it. And I'm like, it's him. This is why. <laughs> there you go. I shouldn't predict why. Right. I predicted why before that shit was even talked about. Yeah. I predicted a character didn't exist. That's amazing. Okay. I swear to Christ, it was it was oh, I was so pissed off. I was like, "Fuck you, movie!" <laughs> so obvious. I do the same shit whenever we're watching something like I don't know, really like mainstream. Yeah, like Kelly will be like, "Ah, I saw this. I want to. I want to watch it." I'm like, "All right, cool." The guy's dead, <laughs> or his his girlfriend's dead. <laughs> Like five minutes into the movie, it's like yeah. some rom com about finding himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, we could I, talk about that in the next episode that we're doing here. The score oh, to settle. God, don't even get me started, bro. But I will say, when we watched the show Slasher, it's a Canadian uh, show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. We watched the third season first because it was like a camp and like all this slasher shit going out the camp. And I went, "That's the killer. That guy doesn't exist, does he?" <laughs> I, nobody else is talking to him. No, something's off. She's like, "Shut up! You're, what are you talking about?" And I was like, "All right, I put it Mark out there." My words, bitch. Yeah, and that's what happened. I was like, "Fucking called it." So obvious. <laughs> when you see a character just talking to the crazy lady, and you yeah. don't see him talking to anyone else. Well, the problem is, is I think that like we've almost kind of ruined ourselves for this, right? We consume so much of this information and so much of these movies and shows that like. Yeah, we're in the mind of the writer at this point, and we're like, man, it's gonna take a lot to convince me otherwise, or to blow my mind at this point. So that's what I say. Like when I tell you, like a movie came out, and I'm like, oh <clears throat> shit, like Tenet. That movie fucking that fucked with me. Like for days, I was thinking about that movie. I liked it. Eh. Yeah, eh. I had to watch it like three or four times to understand it. I understood it the first time, but I. When you when you're watching it the first time, you're sitting there going, "Wait, yeah, you're, you're not confused by the plot at well, all. What's, you're what's confused about, about the it, logistics of the plot, it's right? Different. Exactly. And they tell you in in like they kind of break the fourth wall in the part where they're like, "Don't try to understand it, right? 
because you won't. It's the Avengers time travel. Don't right. not Back to the Future. Yeah. Just yeah, the Avengers time travel. And then if you think like about it, you realize you realize how little sense that makes. How they can pull Gamora from the future or the past, yeah, and but not say you know whatever. Yeah, stupid. Anyways, and why tell you we're why? on the same wavelength? Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, it's okay. This episode was not a not a good one. I, I did get to the point, which I do when I do my solo Tales from the Crypt Keeper cartoon episodes, where I'm like, yeah. fucking come on! Something <laughs> happened! I got there with you today. You know, Frank would have hated this episode. He would have talked about As... how the robots are going to really see <laughs> You know, AI. it's a bunch of bullshit because the submarines and the airplanes... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, World War Two. They used to do. Let me play a clip of uh, of an unrelated guy from YouTube. Yeah, and he's laughing he's the whole funny. way through, and we're going, "What? What? What are we doing?" <laughs> anyway, um, let's get out of here, Jansen. All right, let's do it. We'll do our outro. We'll take our our potty breaks in the live show. Our other live show is going to be B movie battle. Fucking too many. 57. A Nick, to settle. Nick Cage cast 35. A score to settle from 2019. Let me tell you, nothing gets I'm settled. pretty sure he's a robot in that movie, too. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had a stroke before that movie. <laughs> oh, man. Let's just say when I made my list for... I was ranking the movies of Cage, and I was like... Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go real deep, real deep into that bench and just, all right, we go there. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Jansen Carlin. Here's our government mandated outro. So long, citizens. Did you just steal my fucking outro? Yeah, I love to fucking steal it, dude. It's so fun. <laughs> you know what else is fun? Don't ever do that again. Should I keep doing it? Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another episode on the podcast. Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, we are Phoenix West, Dick no. Ticket and Jansen Carlin. So long citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking podcast now. Just like I had to do last week, there is no Dick Ticket. Like mm-hmm. last week there was no Jansen Carlin. Yeah, true. Little bitch ass. Yeah.